Good evening, everybody. This is Mark from MetalForever.com. We're waiting for Sean Peck to dial in from Death Dealer and Cage Heavy Metal. Sean's got uh, a new album out with Death Dealer and also with Cage, so he's got a lot going on. So uh, we'll give it a minute and wait for him to uh, dial on in, and we'll get started. Thank you for uh, Sean Peck, Mark Mark from Metal Forever. Sean Peck, how you doing, Sean? Tonight, thanks for dialing. I really appreciate it. Sure. All right. So, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, sounds good. All right, great. So, hey, I know I'm keeping you from a uh, Monday Night Football game. So, uh, let's get <laughs> into some of the heavy metal questions, and then we'll uh, hopefully he can catch the rest of the game this evening. So you said you're a Chargers fan? Unfortunately, yeah, we suck. Yeah, it's been a rough year for you. You got a good quarterback, though. It's just a rough year, right? <laughs> uh, that's an understatement, but yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's talk some heavy metal, if I may. And uh, and I appreciate you dialing in. Sean, I know you've got a lot going on uh, all at once, and you're probably one of the harder-working uh, metal vocalists out there in the scene these days. So, uh, the first thing I want to talk to you a little bit about is uh, is Beth Dealer. Uh, release number two is out, I guess, a couple months now, Hollow Ground. Uh, tell us a little bit about this release and how it's been going and kind of just how the reaction has been so far. Reaction has been great. Uh, yeah, it's been out a little over a month. Um, we spend more time working on this record. It um you know, it was a little more complicated than the our first album, War Master, which we, you know, started the band and wrote and recorded the entire thing in two months. So this was definitely, we took our time with this a little more, and uh, it's a little more cerebral, but it's it's still just straight ahead heavy metal and um, been getting great reviews on it. And, you know, we've done a, uh, gestated as a band more, you know, we've done a tour and um, we just did... Uh, the motorhead motorboat cruise with Slayer and Anthrax and so people as people discover us, you know, we're just kinda like the uh uh you know, everyone in the band has a a um a kind of a pedigree. It's a little bit of a of a kind of a super group and so uh, now that we've been playing together for a while and we've done some tours all you know, all around the world, um, it kinda shines through on this record. It's just good, you know, old school heavy metal. It sounds like it was recorded, you know, in 2015. Yeah, I was going to ask you, because uh, I've read some other interviews that you guys have done, and, and you, you made the comment that when Master came out, you all just kind of started collaborating and, and put the songs down, but it had never really kind of played together. And now to your point, fast forward to present day, you've, you've got some shows under your belt, you guys have been together more. So how do you feel like this release has kind of matured, you know, from the from the first first uh, CD, Warmaster? Well, the song, like I said, the songs, you know, have got, you know, there's, they're more epic, I think, overall, because there's a lot of orchestration and big, you know, uh, you know, 20-piece orchestra compositions that Stu did for songs like Gunslinger and, um, you know, Total Devastation. Uh, and there's like, I think, four or so, you know, orchestrated parts. That adds a big epicness to it. Then you've got some straight-ahead ones like, you know, K-I-L-L, and uh, plan of attack and those songs, um, you know, like kind of like we did with War Master, we kind of try to cover 
all the angles. Like this album has some epics, some straight ahead headbangers, some mid tempo, you know, rockers, and then you know a lot of speed and thrash in there. So it covers a, a wide gamut and just sounds like it's a little more mature than the first one. Which I mean, it's not a good, you know, adject, not a good adjective, mature. I don't like to usually use that, but uh, I don't know. I think it's universally so far hailed as a superior product to Warmaster, and, and that's tough to say because there's a lot of songs on Warmaster that I love. Sure, yeah, and um, well, they some some of those songs sound like they uh, they play play live really well, also, right? What's what was how's the experience been and the reception from the live show that you've done? Uh, with well, we were only yeah, we were only playing a few of the new ones live, so you know we haven't really tested a lot of them out yet. So um, <clears throat> it's uh, we'll still have to see. We're you know doing some, we did break the silence, I am the revolution, and uh, what else we did? We did some plan of attack. So yeah, we we still have a you know the next tour we're gonna have a lot of the live ones going. So. Uh, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see, but I'm I'm envisioning them in my head, and I think it's going to be great. Yeah, if I may uh, take us back just a little bit, uh, I know you mentioned you referenced that this is somewhat of a heavy metal supergroup of sorts. How did this band all kind of come together? How did how did you guys all connect and decide that uh, you wanted to you know record together and 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 put Death Dealer you know in into existence? How did that help come to be? Well, I had done some songs with Stu Marshall from Australia um, on his Empires of Eden albums, and we kind of hit it off when we became friends. And then, um, you know, he calls me up one day. He's like, mate, we got to – he was watching, like, I think the Underworld movies. He's like, mate, we got to make a band called Death Dealer. And then we <laughs> just kind of started out as a joke. We were just kind of talking about it. And then, and then we're like, okay, well, you know, who would we get in this band? And I'm like, well, if we do a band, then we got to get, like, some – some people that are more famous than us, you know, we need some, we need some help with some star power. So, um, the first one we thought of was Mike Davis for, you know, bass player. I'm like, who's a bass player that anyone would even give a shit about. And, um, he had just been hanging with Mike on his uh, vacation that he had out here. And, um, I was friends with Roy Z and, you know, Roy Z and Mike playing Halford and, Mike Davis was the one of the original members of Lizzie Borden, you know, for all their big years. So every time we go on tour, I mean, there's people bringing him Lizzie Borden, you know, booklets to sign. So it's kind of cool. And a uh, really cool dude, great player. And so I just called him up. He's like, yeah, I'll be in your band. And it was just like, oh, okay, kind of half joking. And then <laughs> sure. uh, we called Ross the Boss, you know, and uh, Stu was a humongous Ross the Boss fan. And I was like, not that big of a Man of War fan, but, um, you know, and I hit him up and uh, he was like, okay, yeah, sounds great. And then we got, you know, we, we before that, I think we had called Rhino, the old Man of War drummer, who I had just seen a couple of weeks earlier in Vegas. And so we had our lineup. And then since then, um, Rhino couldn't commit to the touring. So we had to get Steve Bolognese from Into Eternity. And um, he's been just great. So... Yeah, man, it just it was weird. It started kind of as a joke, and next thing I called Steve back, like, dude, we got a band. I guess we got to write an album now, and and now we've toured all over the world. It's been nuts. That's awesome, and uh, by the way, I think Mike's a pretty good chef, is he not? He can cook pretty pretty mean dishes, can he? Yeah, he's a great cook. He has a a restaurant bar uh, called the Love Hate Lounge, um, and it's in L.A. and we played there and it was great. So um, 
he uh yeah, it doesn't hurt to have a, an excellent cook in the band when you're on the road. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's awesome. Well you yeah, you like you said, you've got a you've got an awesome group on your hands and but one thing I, I was gonna also ask you as it relates to uh you also mentioned that geography is not exactly kind to you all at the moment. You've got, you know, guys in California, New York, uh guitarists in Australia, so uh how does how does that and there's challenges in that clearly, uh, but at the same time, like you, you also referenced that with the internet these days and being able to exchange music files, it also helped you all put this thing together to begin with. So, can you describe the challenges and then also the the, the ways that you guys are finding ways to work together in this environment? Yeah, we wrote, you know, all through Skype and file sharing, so that's not that big of a problem. Um, Stu produces all the records, so we kind of just do our parts and send them to him. And, uh, you know, Stu and I did a lot of collaborating on, um, you know, writing the songs and along with Ross and, uh, then, um, getting together. Yeah. Three of us are in Southern California. So it makes it a little bit easier. And Stu has to fly in from Australia. That's a giant pain in the ass. Ross being in New York isn't that bad. So we've made it work so far, but yeah, it's definitely, you know, when Stu books his flight, he's like, looking at 24 hours or what is something just crazy, but uh, that's what he yeah. gets for living, living, uh, down there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, um, so, so you mentioned the European tour, uh, I guess that was what, pretty much through 2015 and, uh, looking ahead to 2016 now, do you, do you have more plans to go back to Europe or play in the States or what, what kind of future touring plans do you all have? Yeah, we're working on something for probably late summer for back to Europe, and eventually we got to get to the um, to the states. So um, you know, the we we we're, people are dying to have us on the East Coast, so that's probably the next target. But yeah, we're gonna hit Europe again because it was pretty successful in the last run we just did in July. Awesome, and you mentioned the motorboat cruise. I wanted to ask you about that as well. Just what was your experience being on, on that ship? And uh, I've heard some bands say that they really love that environment because you're really interacting with the fans. I hear some other bands, maybe not so much because everything is so close. Well, what was your all experiences like? And do you want to do future cruises again uh, based on your oh, experience? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how anyone could say they didn't like that. It was so much fun. I mean, everyone's just in a great mood. Everyone's a diehard metalhead. Really good exposure for us because we were kind of the only, you know, true metal or classic metal act on the whole thing so we really stood out you know man just really generated a lot of interest from doing it and uh just a great time man it's definitely want to do it again that's awesome so uh yeah i haven't made it on one of those yet myself but uh, i've had plenty of chances so hopefully i'll get on one of these days but uh that's great i'm, I'm glad you said that because i think i think mostly what i hear both from bands and fans that it's a it's a really kick-ass experience and they would all want to do it again for sure yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. You can't go wrong, dude. I mean, when that that we just played uh, the other night with Exodus with Cage, and you know the boat pulls out of dock, and you know everyone's on the deck, and Exodus starts playing, and everyone's got a beer and in the pool, and it's just like, it's just like you don't have a care in the world, dude. You're just like, yeah, man. Four days, oh, man. I don't have to care about anything. So it's it's great, man. That's great. Uh, okay, so. Um... I want to transition just a little bit uh, to Cage, and then I've got a couple of other questions I want to ask you about just metal and in, in, in general. But 
as it relates to Cage, uh, another, you know, you also have a new album uh, CD out uh, as well, and I know you referenced a new video uh, that just got released. So, I mean, a lot of musicians have, you know, one album out with, you know, a year or two in between, but you've got two with two different bands. So tell me a little bit about this new Cage release and kind of how you're trying to balance it all right now with uh, Death Dealer and, and, and the new Cage album. Well, I got three because now I'm singing with uh, Hank Sherman and Michael Denner and Merciful Fate in the Denner Sherman uh, band. So that's uh, that's um, busy. We called it Pectober. Three releases in October, so we called it Pectober. <laughs> I even made a flyer and put it out all over the internet, and people were like hashtag Pectober. So um, <laughs> cool. yeah, so yeah, it just happened that they all happened to be released at the same time. Um, Basically, you know, with Cage, we just did our senior release party with Exodus here in San Diego. It was packed house. It was just like old school metal days, man. Just kids up front, hanging onto the front, you know, railing. Just bang. They don't even look at you. They're just like banging. You see these heads just bobbing up and down, banging their head. Huge pit, like from the first note we played. It was just like a pit going the whole time. It was, it was so good. Um, so yeah, the band, the, the Cage band's in full swing. You know, it's different because this band's in San Diego, and we all get to practice in the same room, and you know, we're we're there. So it's a little different, different than having the people spread out all over, and you only meet, you know, you meet up in Europe, and you know, you don't really even get to practice. You just go to the first show. So, you know, having you know, this band's just a lot tighter than everything else I'm working with, just from the sole reason that you know we are in a room together at all times. And you know, this is a band I've had for 25 years, so um, it's definitely, you know, been kind of, uh, you know, it's my baby or whatever you want to call it. Seven albums, our seventh album, Ancient Eagle, just came out. I'm really excited being on the new label, SMG, because we got to do our first proper music video, which just came out amazing. And it's a horror concept album in the vein of a, you know, King Diamond, Abigail, or them, and... Um, it's been the reviews have been. I thought this was kind of be going to be maybe the one where people are like, oh, you know, it's good, but you know, it's going to take a while for it to grow on you. But no, man, people are just like off the, you know, right out of the gate saying this is one of our greatest, if not the greatest, Cage album we've done. So that's really refreshing to hear. And um, like I said, having it be a um, a concept album. It, I wrote a book. It's a, it's like a 140 page book you can get on Amazon by the same name, Ancient Evil, and we based the album around it. And it's got um, almost 80 minutes long. It's humongous. And it's got oh, some segue pieces in there that are spoken by Blaze Bailey, the singer of Iron Maiden. He plays the main character, Elliot Worthington. And um, it's just been a real, um, it was a real fun writing it and, you know, putting the story, bringing the story to life. And then, you know, you, you put it out there and you wonder, like, is anyone even going to give a shit about this or, you know, are they going to think it's retarded right. or whatever? And just the react, you know, I was the people were buying the book, you know, at the CD release show, and I was signing books, and you know, it's a really right. unique package, and um, you know, horror and metal have gone together all the time, so we just tried to take it to the next level. That's awesome. I just checked out Ancient Evil on uh, Amazon, like you said, and um, that's really cool, and I wasn't aware of it, so maybe a lot of other metal fans aren't. So. 
I love the fact that you tied it all back into your uh, CD. Is this the first concept album that Cage has done then, or have you done? No, we we did one called Hell Destroyer, which is you know one of some people consider a finest record, which is a that was like an apocalypse, you know, demons versus angels, man caught in the middle thing, a lot of conspiracy theory. That was a that was a real fun one to do. That'd make a great movie, just like Ancient Evil would, and. and so, uh, yeah, man, I'm just a big you create. You know, I come from a comic book, video game background, and um, I uh, just throw it, get to throw it into my metal, and it works. That's great. And I noticed uh, you were all, I guess, within two days uh, coming out to the East Coast. You're going uh, to one of my favorite metal bars ever, and I don't know how many people uh, in metal know about this bar, even though I know a lot of people do. And when you know you go to New York, but you're I guess look like you're doing like a meet greeter, uh, some kind of party at Duff's in, in Brooklyn, and then you're playing some shows, right? Yeah, really looking forward to it. And uh, I haven't been to Duff's yet, and uh, we're going to meet and greet everybody. Man, we need to bring out an acoustic guitar or something. And I mean, I don't know. I'll feel like an asshole sitting there going, hey, I'm, uh, it's a meet and greet. But, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll try and entertain the people as much as you can. Come out and see yeah. us. And- uh, we'd love to see. We love hanging with metalheads. How did that one come together? If I may ask, just how did, you said you had never been to Duff's Brooklyn before, or did you know about the old Bellevue Bar when it used to be in Manhattan, or or did you know Jimmy the owner, or how did that one come to be? Um, I don't know. The 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 our, our agent booked it for us, and so um, I don't know who All put right. it together. But uh, in this tour, I'm just the singer, and it feels refreshing not to have to to not have to uh, be in charge of everything. Because back in the old days I'd have to book all the shows and you know deal with all the minutiae of it and this one I get to just go and just worry about singing and oh, uh, so it's going to be nice but um, we're everyone who's listening to this man we're fun and we're really funny so you got to come out and hang with us because <laughs> oh, man. they've got one of the greatest metal jukeboxes ever and uh, knowing the owner he'll probably grab your new CD and pop it in there as well so you guys can you know jam that the whole night but uh that's great that you're coming out east, and and so what can fans kind of expect from these shows? Like, what what kind of set list? What 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 do you want fans to know about these upcoming East Coast shows? Uh, fifteen songs, you know, huge like hour and a half long set, um, just of speed and and thrash, and um, with just screaming the highest notes you probably ever heard any singer hit, <laughs> the ones that only the sea mammals can hear, and. Uh, we love just freaking people out. I mean, you know, we just that show we just played. You know, we had these kids just coming up, going, "Oh my God, it was amazing!" So, you know, it's um, we're we've been at it like I said, 23 years. So we're uh, we got our gig down. You know, we've opened for Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. So we've uh, we've hung with the best. And um, you got to have good songs though, and that's been really our key is bringing. You know, we got a lot of stage moves and these new this new lineup with some young kids. I mean, they're just going to haywire. I mean, there's just head whips running around like crazy and then just the songs or if you like you know judas priest iron maiden metal church testament wasp or uh, any of that stuff um you'll love cage so come out and check it out yeah yeah so uh i was just i got two other just two more questions i guess um maybe more general in nature but i just want to ask you you mentioned priest and maiden and and uh you know i know that you've got incredible vocal range and power and uh, what, what are your thoughts on just kind of the, the metal classic singing versus a lot of this, I guess, growling and I don't know if it, you want to call it death metal or not, but just kind of that, you know, the, the, some of these younger bands had that, you know, it's all just screaming and growling and 
not so much vocals. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about you know that different styles of, in, in, the, in the metal you know genre in that regard as it relates to singing and vocals? It's just like you know none of them are ever going to stand the test of time because you just there's no distinction in a lot of the screamers and growlers you know in the core bands. It just all sounds like exactly the same, and you know you can't. There's no, I don't know how the hell you're supposed to. You know, if, if you don't have the, the lyric booklet there, you can't understand one single word. So, I mean, that's half the message of music is, you know, what's being said. And you lose a lot of the power to me, you know, if you can't understand the word while you're while you're hearing it. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, all that shit is just going to be, you know, 40 years from now, no one's going to know one of those bands, I don't think, um, simply for that reason that they're just, you know, they're so generically the same by virtue of it's just the voices sound the same. That was what I liked about Testament. I mean, you know, it was an aggressive vocal, but you could still, you know, when you heard him sing Chuck Billy, it sounded like yeah. Testament. And um, that's just not around it for, for, the, for that style. So I just, you know, you can only listen to the, the and appreciate the instrumentation so much. And then, you know, you got to have, you know, you got to, I grew up on the, on, on the, vocal powerhouses and uh, that's what I lean towards yeah how do you keep your voice uh I mean it just sound, it sounds great you mentioned 20 plus years later I I, I was fortunate I just saw Priest two different nights in a row up in New York this past weekend and you know Rob still sounds amazing so how, how do you what do you do to keep your voice strong and after all these years well, you know, I don't drink or smoke. Um, that helps. And then, you know, I've lost a lot of weight, so that uh, helps. And then it's just, you know, it's tricky, man, though. This, you know, singing like I do, it's just, the, it's always a challenge, you know. And I'm not, I'm not a perfect singer, and I don't go out there and try to be note perfect, man. I just go for it. And, you know, if it's, I, I'm not, I don't I don't usually ever give a perfect performance, <laughs> but I uh, but I give it my all, and I'm just more about being you know wild and um, you know people seem to enjoy it. So yeah, I mean there's some things you know in this this age that I'm at that I've gotten like a lot better at, and there's other things that are I can tell are like maybe diminishing a little bit, but you know I'm able still able to do everything. So knock on wood, man, I'll, I'll be all right. <laughs> That's great. And and just kind of the last question, and I like to talk about this sometimes as well. But uh, you you also mentioned in one of your interviews about the internet and how it helps fans and record from afar. And we just talked about that. But describe a little bit in your view, just kind of the state of the metal business in general. I know you have a new label you set, but um, just how is it? You know, is it all the free music that's available and the downloads and you know YouTube and everything. Uh, is it has it been more challenging uh, just from a business perspective selling music and do you have to tour a lot more? Like, what 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 do you feel uh, is the state you know, from a business side of, of the metal metal business? Well, metal's cool because the fans are so loyal, and they'll just buy the stuff no matter what. I mean, I got so many people like, dude, I couldn't wait for the album. I downloaded, but I'm gonna buy it at the show, you know. So that happens all the time. So they'll oh, you know yeah. they'll pirate it just because they're just dying to hear it, and then they'll come to the show and buy the CD because you know they want it and they want to support. And that's where we put a lot of, you know, we put a lot of time and money into the product, to the, the artwork and the booklets and stuff. And we've always offered an advanced pre-purchase pack. And this 
this package, you know, had, you know, flag and, you know, the book and the CD, digipack and stickers and 8x10s and picks and the stuff that you can't download. So that's the cool thing about metal being a super loyal um, group of fans is they want to buy the stuff. And now vinyl, the sales of vinyl are really helping too because that's like people are like, you know what, I want it in the vinyl format because it's cool to look at and cool to play. So we're rolling with the punches, man. But, yeah, you definitely have to tour. The album sets up the tour, and playing live is, is really where it's, where you make the money now. Yeah, yeah but you're, you're right. It's good, good to know. I, I kind of feel the same. Like, hey, you, know, you got to go slap the 15 or 10 bucks down the CD and go buy the shirt. If you're going to go to the show, like, it's just part of the whole thing, and it's cool to know that other metalheads are thinking the same way to kind of keep supporting this thing for everybody, which is awesome. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the show, dude. Yeah, man. So I appreciate everything. Anything else you want to just mention in closing or uh, uh, anything cage. Cover that you want to just get out there? But I, I do appreciate no, cage. Yeah, cageheavymetal.com, deathdealer.co, and um, the albums are available on Amazon and pretty much any record store you can find. They'll have it in there database and you know hit us up on facebook because we love talking to the fans great man well sean thanks so much for your time we'll uh we'll email the uh links to, to your pr folks and uh hopefully we'll catch you on the road somewhere out there good luck with all your uh touring and, and new releases and uh hope the charters can get it done tonight so thanks so much for your yeah. time i appreciate it all the have best, a good man. one thank sean, you, see you out there on the road. take care sean thanks I hope so. all right take care bye-bye everybody that was sean peck from um death dealer and Cage Heavy Metal, so thanks so much for uh, listening in and support metal music. Visit MetalForever.com and go see shows. Talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.